0: Welcome to another uh, short little podcast video episode that we have for you. This time we're going to cover some rookie sleepers, Dynasty rookie sleepers. I know, there are no sleepers anymore, I always say that. But we're going to do our best to provide you guys something to talk about. So, uh, Conan, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll kick things off. So, my favorite sleeper so far that I've seen going just way too late is uh, Michael Wilson, the third round wide receiver for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And my, my thing with Michael Wilson, I just think we're looking at the rest of his team, right? Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins all season, all off season long. There's is he is he staying? Is he traded? Is he gone? What what is what's happening now? It's sounding like he might stay, but maybe is it just for this year? It's a whole, you know, just a mess kind of in terms of what's really going to play out with with DeAndre Hopkins. And then if you look at Marquise you know, Hollywood Brown, his contracts up after this season. So obviously he has a great relationship with Kyler. So he might be someone that sticks around, but it's, it's no sure thing. So, so when you're looking at the top two receivers on the team, there's, there's a very real chance. Both of them are gone after this year. And Michael Wilson has a chance to compete for being the number one target on that team. Um, and so I think a lot has been made about this rookie class of wide receivers. Just all being all itty bitty and tiny, and we got some five eight and some just five ten and shorter. That's everyone. So, but go you watch know, our Michael Will- video. You'll see yeah, <laughs> but at least he had elite production. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, but Michael Wilson, one of the few guys that actually was over six feet tall, which you know we like to see that in a in a wide receiver, and I think some of the things that stood out to me, you know, 19.6 in terms of breakout age in college, That was actually the fourth youngest in the wide receiver class coming out this year. Um, and then I found a really cool stat, actually, courtesy of our friend, Jeremy, uh, Pope's FFH on Twitter. He had the sixth highest contested target win rate among the last four wide receiver classes. So, I mean, that's nothing to, that's nothing to scoff at. So, um, I, I just like some of the, some of the things I've seen when I've dug in, I know he's, you know, obviously was injured a bunch, but just like some things that, that popped out to me. And so then when we, when we go to our rookie draft, he's still going behind a guy like, you know, Tyler Scott, who was picked in the fourth round. So a round later for Chicago, who, as we know, traded for DJ Moore traded for Claypool last year, still has Darnell Mooney. So at least three wide receivers that. Will begin higher on the depth chart, not to mention Vilas Jones Jr., who, while being very underwhelming, was drafted with second round draft. Vilas capital, Jones so.
0: Jr. is older than every wide receiver prospect in this class, so there's no <laughs> need to mention him.
1: Fair enough, but the, the point stands where you know a guy like Tyler Scott, who is going in front of Michael Wilson, has at least three obstacles in his path to being really a starting receiver in that offense. While Michael Wilson, this time next year, we could be saying, Oh yeah, he's the wide receiver one on that, on that football team. And it's like, I I just don't get how he's kind of behind, you know, someone like that. Some, some of these other receivers that got drafted late um, to not as favorable spots and he's still going behind them. And so I'm saying, you know, Give me all the Michael Wilson in the third, in the late third, fourth round, wherever I see him slipping. Like I just think at that spot, you're you're taking. You know, I'm trusting the draft capital, especially he's a third round guy, um, over some of these, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I like him. Actually, I, I like him just because of the draft capital. I don't know about uh, having much room to climb up the depth chart. I'm, I'm disappointed. He kind of profiled as the DeAndre Hopkins replacement. I'm kind of disappointed that DeAndre Hopkins is still going to be there. Because if DeAndre Hopkins were gone, I'd say, okay, maybe he's not going to do anything to start off. But he'd at least have a chance to get on the field. He's not going to get on the field at all if the depth chart stays the same way there are no injuries. I mean, they have Hopkins is going to play... Every snap, pretty much. Marquise Brown, same thing. And then Rondell Moore is still going to be ahead of him. And then they started running 12 last year with Zach Ertz and Trey McBride. Michael Wilson's not going to get on the field at all. So I just worry about a player like that. It's why I don't have him that high, despite his draft capital. I'm worried about a player who's just not going to play as a rookie. And then he's going to be worth nothing next year. So I am in on him. I'd rather draft him over Tyler Scott, who's the same problem except was drafted much later Uh, or the sixth round guys, but I'm not in on Michael Wilson. Like I was kind of in with you on tank Dell from the last video. Uh, so he's, he's just kind of okay to me, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And that's fair. I do think it's largely dependent on how that wide receiver room kind of shakes out, whether it's, you know, Deandre Hopkins is gone this year or next year. Um, I just think, you know, it's, it's still a little murky in terms of who's going to stay, who's going to be there, even come, you know, season's start. And
0: I, I still don't. find it hard to believe that DeAndre Hopkins is actually going to be there. Like, they can say it all they want, but I'll believe that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be there when we get to, like, mid-August and he's still there. I really still think he's going to be gone. And that would open the door for Michael Wilson to play.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, but until then, I'm kind of shaky.
1: Fair enough. Him.
0: Arizona also has a lot of excess draft capital, mm-hmm. which is another scary thing because they could always just draft more wide receivers next year. And I do think they're going to re-sign Hollywood Brown. I would be stunned mm-hmm. if Hollywood Brown gets away.
1: I, I, I do agree with that in terms because he's you know he's good buddies with Kyler. I don't think enough was made about that. Like they you know they like playing with each other, um, but you know I think I'm I agree with you there where. Hopkins I'm still really skeptical that he'll be there on the team it just and it makes no
0: sense they're tanking. after all I, this time
1: I don't get it mhm so so again an, a name to watch out for because if if Hopkins is gone I would think Michael Wilson will kind of he would be the wide receiver bumped, three, up, bumped yeah.
0: up on that yeah ahead of uh, my favorite sleeper of the offseason Greg Dorch um <laughs> oh Greg Dorch but anyway Let's move on to, uh, to my sleeper, Elijah Higgins, who nobody really was talking about. Uh, it's funny. He actually went to the same school. As, isn't, isn't that interesting? Michael Wilson and Elijah funny. Higgins both went to Stanford.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Funny that the, how that worked out. But anyway. I didn't
1: even realize that.
0: Elijah Higgins actually <laughs> outproduced Michael Wilson the last two years by far because Michael Wilson couldn't stay on the field. Um, but the point is, in case you didn't realize... Elijah Higgins, throughout the draft process, was a wide receiver. But Miami picked him and is converting him to a tight end. As a wide receiver, I'd have no interest in Elijah Higgins. Michael Wilson was drafted earlier, much better prospect. And there are other wide receivers, like Kayshawn Boutte, drafted in the sixth round, who are actually good prospects. Didn't work out, maybe. But I'd have no interest in Elijah Higgins, the wide receiver. But Elijah Higgins, the tight end, is interesting. Because you don't have to do that much as a tight end to be fantasy relevant. So if he's going to switch to tight end, Miami has no tight ends at all. Uh, Their starter is currently Durham (laughs) Smythe. I would at least pick him up because there's a chance that he's the next kind of Darren Waller mold. It it happens. Jawan Johnson, I think, is more realistic comparison. Uh, But even Jawan Johnson has a lot more value than Elijah Higgins, who's not really being drafted. So, yeah, I would pick him up.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, he's it it makes sense the the transition from wide receiver to tight end when you are a 6 foot 3 235 pound man. <laughs> um I think that's not as uh crazy as a switch as I mean, obviously he's never played tight end, but the the team clearly identified him as a guy that they wanted to bring in in the 6th round and say, "Hey, okay, like we're drafting you and putting you in a different position and you know, obviously Durham Smythe top of the top of the tight end depth chart, not great, especially, you know, obviously Mike Gasicki came over to the Patriots. Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but I mean, they the, the never team... used
0: Mike Gasicki last year.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's that the concern, but I, I think you're absolutely right where Higgins has an immediate shot to kind of be Miami's tight end one, what, whatever that means. and, and in, in such a barren landscape that T tight end is like you, you take that shot. Um, and I, I thought the more interesting part, kind of like the, the Michael Wilson, where it was just like, I was just surprised of where he was going. Uh, he's Elijah Higgins is basically free in a rookie draft. I mean, like you, it's easy. He's not easily... being drafted
0: in most, in most rookie drafts.
1: Yeah. Like you can, most likely scoop him off the waivers after your four round rookie draft. Um, and that actually means, you know, he's going right behind in terms of ADP or right around guys. I've barely ever heard of uh, a T Yon Evans who went undrafted for the Rams. Who's, I've never, I've actually never heard of him. So it, it, exact Lou Nichols. Okay. I okay, heard him. Name, I've heard of because I wrote about seven, him, but yeah. Seventh round running back for green Bay. Like, and then and then Braden Willis, a seventh round tight end for San Francisco, like at the second tight is, end
0: they took when they already at, have George Kittle.
1: Yeah, and at best their tight end four maybe to begin because they still have Charlie Werner, who the team kind of likes, you know, in specific roles. Cameron and
0: is their tight end too. If you want exactly. to handcuff to George Kittle, exactly.
1: And so it's, it's just like a couple guys that I do not know much about and sure enough we're seventh round undrafted guys and Elijah Higgins is going behind them and i think i just i, I just think people just don't know about him i agree I, he was a
0: wide receiver in the process so i think people literally just don't know that he's now a tight end sleeper did make the uh the switch though they did make mm-hmm. the switch and they switched him to tight end which was i was hoping that that actually happened cuz if he was still listed as a wide receiver he'd have no value at all but I'm glad that sleeper got ahead of it and made the switch and actually put him at tight end, so we can use him as a tight end. He's gonna be a tight end in Miami, not a mm-hmm. wide receiver, because the wide receiver depth chart in Miami is not—it's not one he's gonna <laughs> climb. Uh, they, you no, know, they no. have obviously Hill and Waddle, and then they also signed uh, Braxton Berrios and uh, Chosen Anderson. <laughs> uh, so they have not—you know—we can laugh all we want, but that's decent actually depth. Plus, they still have mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson from last year. So they, they didn't need any wide receiver, but tight end, they had nothing. So he he has a much better chance to get on the field there. Uh, so that, that's something just to consider, uh, especially if you don't even have to use a rookie pick on him. If he's, He could still be on waivers in your league uh, after the rookie draft and no one picked him.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, obviously the guy, the names we came with today, not maybe even names you've even heard of, but I think just guys that you do want to just take a shot on just way later in your rookie drafts, People don't know about them as much, just don't know the situation, whatever. Um, and so it's just like, why not take these you know, late third, fourth, free shots at,
0: at some of these guys? And they both went to Stanford, so they must be smart. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I hope you like this. I hope you like this kind of series that we've been doing. And uh, I'll uh, make sure to hit that notifications bell so you can be notified about all of our future content. This was the last one in this series of videos, but I'll let you know when we're recording more. That notification bell is very critical. And make sure to like, leave a comment, and subscribe if you like this content. Or if you're on the podcast feed, uh, make sure to subscribe, whichever podcast feed you're listening to. That also works. Um, And yeah, we always have our live shows every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on this YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, until next time, I'll see you all later. Peace. Thank you, thank you.